These are the stories of two single friends who realize that if there's one thing single people love to do, it's to talk about relationships. My name's Christine. And my name's Ramon. And we're your single friends. What's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, coming back to your single friends for another episode. Another motherfucking episode. Ramon, guess what I started doing? Actually, Ramon already knows. The rest of you guys, guess what I started doing? I found a new career. Oh, that little scrapbooking thing? No. Well, yeah, I've been doing that. That's not a career. I've been arting. I've been doing art. That's not a career. Um, at least not. Actually, on that note, because I've never, you know, we've never talked about this. Do you actually paint it too? Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's called art journaling. So I literally, and you don't have to do this part. I will literally journal an entry in the art book. And that's kind of like what inspires me to actually put the art on top of it. Um, or there have been a couple occasions where I was just like, oh, I want to try a landscape. Like, so I will do that. But most of it is I actually journal an entry and then like I put pictures and paint and I paint on top of it. Um, and then what you, what I do is, or what I've learned is like, it's mixed pieces. So you can collage like different types of pictures and images. You can paint, you can draw, you can do whatever. So yeah, my art is literally painting with different pieces of like images. And I add it into my, my work, my, my work. So yeah, it's fun. Is it kind of like a, like a, like a ongoing mood board? Kind of, kind of, but it's just like, instead of me just journaling, like I normally do, I'm taking it and like, I'm kind of releasing it with the art. So I don't know, like I, there was one where I was just kind of journaling about like the upcoming, you know, months and like how I'm feeling as far as like just where I'm at emotionally. And so I just kind of like journaled like a piece of Miami road tripping, like kind of all these little things like the pictures and I, I painted it and I brought it together. And then I also had one when my friend was in town and kind of the feelings that were brought up. So there's like a picture of like two females and just kind of keywords. And I add color, like depending on what the mood is, if it's a really usually if it's a really like light and like loving piece, there's a lot of brighter colors. If it's a little bit heavier, mm -hmm. the colors are darker the texture is probably heavier. So yeah, but that's not what I was going to say. I am doing fucking dog walking and boarding now. Like, Oh, I actually don't think I told you. No, I don't think I told you this. Okay. So I'm legit going to do this for real. So I started doing the Rover app. Um, just cause I was like, Oh, it's, you know, it's another way to make some money. I love animals. I've always had at least three at one time. So like, why wouldn't I just like take care of other people's animals? And I just kind of started off that way. And then like when I had the dogs, I was like, Oh my God, this is like the best job ever. Like my life has not changed at all. I'm making extra money to like hang out with dogs. Like literally that's what I do for free. So, <laughs> um, but I'm really serious. I am legitimately after I kind of do all my traveling stuff, which I don't think I've really talked about on the podcast, but after I do my little traveling, I'm going to buy a house whenever, wherever I decide to settle down and I'm going to get a little casita and I'm literally going to set that up as like my dog boarding place. And I'm legit going to have a business of boarding animals and daycare at my house. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, this is like <clears throat> a no brainer. Why didn't I think of going into business and doing this sooner? I don't know. But it's like literally the easiest job I've ever had. And um, 
I'm hoping all this extra money will just be used for my traveling. Like I will never need to touch like any of my real money, like my real money as if it's fake money, my like full-time job money. And I could just put that away and save. And then I can just play around with my dog money. I was going to say your dog money. <laughs> yeah. My dog That's money. pretty smart. Yeah. So are you, can you train dogs? Uh, I have no idea how to do that. I've always gotten older dogs and they've already came trained. So I, I really don't know. And I don't know if I have the patience to be honest to train an animal because that requires that requires like consistency and effort. And I'm just like, I just want to cuddle. I was watching. Have you, um, have you ever heard of a, it's called like a Belgian Manoir or something like that. Maybe I've probably seen it. They look like German shepherds, but they're not, but they're usually trained for like police dogs. So I, uh, I was going on a rabbit hole because you know how I have like my movie trivia and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, have you heard of the movie series, the John Wick series? Yes. With Keanu Reeves? Yes. Uh, have you ever seen them? I saw the le- the latest one. Oh, with Halle Berry, the third one? Yes. Did, okay. Um, just from your facial reaction, you probably don't remember, but she has the two dogs. She's like a... And, and um, so I was reading and I was watching like a little like behind the scenes on it. She trained for six months how to train these dogs. It is sweet. Damn. It is sweet the way they do it. Like she, there's this like one command where like they walk on between her legs to protect her. Mm-hmm. And then like they're like up, down, like it, it's crazy. They can like, they, she like hunches over and they jump off her back to jump over a wall. Oh, that's so it's cool. Sweet. They're really smart. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I would love to like legitimately have like a 150% like trained dog. Like uh, even like our family dog, like he's, he's, he's trained, but like, you know, if, if, if we drop a piece of steak on the ground or something, he'll run and eat it, you know? Sure. Yeah. I would love to have a dog where it's like, I can put like a smoking steak and just like have him sit there and watch and be like, okay, now you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the patience to do that. It would be really cool if my dog could do that, but I just don't have the patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see your dog doing that anytime soon. If no. I'm being honest, so. no. I just want to cuddle with him. That's really all I care about. Cuddle and kiss. And he's, <laughs> and he's just there, and he gets all jealous at the other dogs. He's doing all right. He gets really excited when they he meets the new dog. He's like, oh my god! Or in the morning when he's first thing in the morning when they're when he sees them. And he'll play with them and stuff like that. But then about like 40 minutes later, he'll like come sit by my side and look at me with his big puppy eyes like, you still love me more, right? And then um, he'll, but but he's really passive too. So I've had a dog that's very like, was very assertive in getting my attention and cuddling with me, like literally would put himself on top of me to cuddle. And my dog would just sit back and just like watch with his pathetic look, of course, because he needed me to call him over. But like he doesn't he he's jealous, but he's not like aggressive jealous. He's more like, oh, he's just he's a beta. He's he's bless his heart. What what about me? Yeah, exactly. No, that's pretty cool. It's a nice it's nice to have a side hustle. I mean, you got to with, with the way this economy is. It's crazy. Yeah. Everything's getting so expensive. Yeah, it definitely is. But anyway. I'm excited for this episode. Are you? 
Uh, yes, yes. I think it's going to be uh, a little lighthearted. I know a couple of the, uh, the ones this season have been kind of deep. Maybe yours are lighthearted. Mine are not. I feel like I need my therapy glasses again. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Well, mine are lighthearted as fuck. So, <laughs> so this will so be a good combination then. A good com- We have not, if, you've figured this, if you haven't figured this out, we haven't discussed it between each other yet. So yours are basically going to be like, make sure to wash your balls before a date. And then mine's going to be like <laughs> some crazy ass therapy session. We're not wrong. Here we go. <laughs> we're not wrong. All right. So <laughs> today, uh, well, Christine, what are we doing today? Then? Today, we're going to talk about three things we wished we knew about dating when we were younger. And it's it'll actually be a total of six because it's three things I wished I knew and three things he wished he knew. All right. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you just take us for the roller coaster ride and <laughs> drop us down? <laughs> okay, we're gonna h- enter a valley. Um, so in no in no particular order, the one I have listed as three is you don't need to be perfect to be ready for a relationship. And God, yours are already <laughs> so much more deeper. Mine are all one word. I literally have three bullet points with just three words. No wonder why you were like done. And I'm like, man, I have to really think about mine. <laughs> so what I mean by that, and this won't apply to some people. I grew up with this mindset of I need to figure out all my shit. I need to be perfect. And I don't mean perfect as in like the perfect person. I just need to be the perfect, happy, healed person. Right. Because if I can't handle my own emotions and my own trauma and my own depression and whatever, how, why would someone want to be with me? Which that's true to an extent, right? Like you need to be able to handle yourself. But now I'm just realizing it's not a matter of like being perfectly healed. It's just a matter of understanding, understanding who you are and where you came from and why you are the way you are and that you're actively trying to change it to be ready for a relationship. I always thought you had to have it all figured out and you don't. Like, you know, he doesn't even know what to say. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just no, no, no that's fair. I, I will, I, I will say you, you got over that one a lot faster than I thought. Though I thought, I thought you were, it was gonna oh, be like you, a, you thought I was gonna talk for thirty minutes like you. Yeah, I mean, not in a bad way. I don't mind, but <laughs> I, I guess I'm legitimately throw it off on how like deep and serious. It, no, but it's true though. It's true. You, you don't have to, you don't have to be. You don't, you don't owe anybody anything. That you know, that that has nothing to do with what I just said. You were not well, listening, yeah, were you? You were not I listening. S- I swear to God. <laughs> he was not listening. I swear to God I was. I just got thrown off because it was so serious. So I was like, dang. So, because I literally, I walked into this thinking like, oh, like, we're going to talk about funny shit. And I was like, dang, Christine's like going deep. Well, I mean. There's, there's nothing wrong with this. But Okay. But here's the thing, too. We d- obviously we didn't set it up, but if you think about it, I've always been very serious when it comes to dating. So this is just naturally where my mind goes. You have not been, right? So this is this <laughs> this <laughs> this is a reflection of our personalities as far as how we view dating. So you know that's why we have this podcast. That's why we mesh like we do. My favorite word for Christine is intense. <laughs> I'm not intense. I'm not intense, but. I'm intense. Tell me, tell me why you feel this way in the deepest, darkest pits of your soul. Look at me in my eyes as you tell me why you chose cheese fries over chili fries. I need to know what traumatic background caused you to make this decision. That is not at all. What is that? That is not 
And then me, at all. me, me, I'm like, uh, do you want beer or do you want tequila? And Christine's like, we need to understand the gravitational concept on why this person chose the tequila. Is it, is it, is it, yeah. is it tied to their childhood trauma? Is it tied to a previous relationship? Was there, was there, do they associate tequila with good memories or do they associate beer with bad memories? We need to find out what this is. I Maybe just, I'm just like, okay. I've just always been very interested on why people do what they do and think the way they think. I got it. I got it, Ramon. <laughs> They're choosing tequila because I checked on CoStar and on their <laughs> <laughs> there's their zodiac sign says oh that on Wednesdays they choose to uh swallow themselves in a pit of despair and that's the only logical <laughs> reasoning why that is. Oh my god! And me, I'm like, it, it's on sale for five bucks. And you're like, oh, never mind, that's a good deal. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, uh, again, a reflection of our personality. So speaking of five bucks, that's actually so that goes to so I'll I'll take the mic. So one of the first things I learned <laughs> oh <God>. is cost. <laughs> <laughs> to hear the rest of yours <laughs> um, so so obviously one of us one of us read the assignment and did good research and the other one <laughs> literally turned it in two minutes before it was due but uh, a reflection of our personalities again so, so oh my god I do everything last minute oh, so shit. I mean yeah alright I, I guess like we say I mean that's the big thing is you don't understand like like literally dating Dating is dating is expensive. Dating is expensive, and and I'm I'm not saying this to be a cheapskate or anything like that, and I'm not saying that you can have you can have cheap dates or you can have free dates, but it's still uh it it it's still you know that's the one thing you don't understand. Okay, and I don't necessarily want to necessarily <laughs> I said that twice. I don't <laughs> want to necessarily say just when I was young, like as a teenager in my twenties, we'll use me just coming out of my ten year relationship. You know, in a ten year relationship essentially a marriage like i understood there's there's costs involved but it's like we were we were at home we were a partnership so there was bills and then there was there's a little budget for for fun and stuff like that so when i hit the the streets as a single as a single man you know then it's like oh shit and then the other thing too is as you get older like i remember on twitter i was reading once like like you're not doing it right if it's not like a $200 date or something like that. And everybody like was that, bashing yeah. people on Twitter and stuff like that. But now, and I used to be like, that is insane. I'll never spend $200 on like a date. Now as an adult, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I, I hope I'm not going to hit $200, mm -hmm. but it just adds up, especially booze. Mm -hmm. Booze adds up. Um, I will say dates would be a lot cheaper. And I don't have a problem with it because the thing is, is, let's get the facts straight i i actually i actually love that the act of dating i i think i think it's cool i like going to try new places and stuff like that and asking what your favorite fucking color is like i love that shit <laughs> uh i'm joking i don't love that shit but i i do like to talk and stuff like that and you know i i work hard for my money and as long as all my other shit is paid for i'm like fuck it i got a couple couple bucks to spare but still there'll be times like it'll be a weekend and I add up and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I spent like a ton of money on dating. And it's, it, it's just, it's just the courting of it. I think it maybe stabilizes a little bit when you have someone maybe on the regular, 
But if you're like dating multiple people and yeah, like a lot you know, of first dates. I mean, don't. Yeah, like a lot of first dates, like it, it it adds up. Even if you have your home court advantage and you go to your go tos and you know what to order and stuff like that, still it's like you know, you know, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty bucks adds up. So with that, so. I would add. You learn the cost, um, but you probably, as a younger Ramon, should have learned to be creative. Yes. Because um, that could save well, you on costs because not creative. every date needs to be expensive. No, but I will say, I would hope, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I hope, like, if you go on a date with me, even if you don't like me per se, I feel like you enjoy the date. Because I, I do, I do... I, I never do like a one stop for just dates. I usually do like a multiple step process anyway. Um, yes, sometimes money's involved, but it's not necessarily all the time. Um, there'll be usually the dinner's the most expensive, but I'll try and come up with something before or after. But I always try to make sure we have a good time. Worst case scenario, you have good something for your Instagram stories where you don't have to post anybody and somebody's like, ooh, who's that? Oh, where are you at? Oh my God. So. Okay. All right. So. So, yeah. So cost was my one. Okay, cost. And mine was perfection, the first one. The second one. (laughs) I'm already laughing because I know this is just going to be, like, ridiculous as far as going back and forth. Uh, (laughs) Pay attention to how they talk about their experiences. Like, their their past, right? Meaning... (laughs) Meaning like how they talk about last relationships, how they talk about the person, how they talk about their parents. Like, and I say, and what I mean is, are they always telling a sob story? That shit, that kind of shit is the per, are they always a victim of the event or the per or the relationship? <laughs> like that, that's what I'm talking about. I know I can't even take it seriously anymore because I know yours is something like wash your socks. Like it's so like. Always wear matching socks. Like, I know his next one is that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so my second one is just pay attention to how people tell their stories. Are they always the victim? Are they always the hero, too? That's another thing. Are they the hero or the savior in all the stories? Or are they always the victim? Or they do just tell a story and they, you know, that's what happened and it's a lesson to be learned. But there's, like, there's always different versions. So is it always the same, basically? Like you were saying, if they, they're always the hero in their story, is that... Does that mean they have some sort of complex or do they think that they're always the smartest person in the room or it's always something like that? So that's a super, super valid and deep point. Yeah. No, I I feel like I've learned that lesson. I've always, you know what it was? I've always heard of paid attention to people when they were always the victim in their stories. I've always noticed that. I never noticed when someone was always a heroine in their stories. And I learned that in a recent experience that I had in talking to someone for a decent amount of time where I learned enough about them. They were always the person that was a victim, but they were a victim because they were the heroine, right? So they were wrongly, they were wrongly treated because they were actually the good person in the relationship type of thing. So that was something that was like, I wish I knew when I was younger, because I probably would have avoided a bunch of other people if I caught that that point. (coughs) Anyway, you would have been way more efficient with your selection. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, uh, on a lighter note, but it does somewhat tie tie into mine. So my second one is is time. Okay. is the amount of time it takes to date. Um, 
you know, from the courting, from, you know, the talking, from the dating, like there, you don't realize how much time passes, you know, before you know it, you can be talking to someone for six months and you're just like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know, if you, if you're only having, especially if you're in the courting phase, you're only having two to four dates a month or something like that. You think I've only seen this person four times, but it's already been a month. Yeah. It's already been a month. And, uh, and I think it seems like time moves faster and slower at the same time as we age, you know, to us, we'll be like, Oh, I've only been talking to this guy for six months. And then you think, Oh fuck. I've been talking to this girl for six months or I've been talking to this chick for six months or this guy for eight months. And then you think, Holy fuck, what the fuck am I doing? We're still, we're still on, you know, we're still on phase two, baby. Like what the fuck? Like we're not even, we're not even eating ass yet. (laughs) So question on that then, um, if you were to like talk, not talk to like, if you were to, if you wish you knew this younger, is there a time frame that you feel like is appropriate to go from, I don't know what the fucking terms are now, but like talking to someone being your girlfriend, whatever, whatever, I guess we'll go from there. You know, it's tough because we don't know there, there, there's gotta be more context to it because we don't know what's going on in the other person's life. You know, are they, are they, um, uh, what's the term called? Uh, is it a long distance thing? Do they have a family? Are they, you know, are they emotionally ready or something like that? You know, so I don't want to necessarily put a stamp and say, all right, if you don't know within 60 days, get out of it because that's, that can be in- incredibly unfair. But I do think, um, now as an adult is I have to do my best and my due diligence to try and recognize not necessarily the yellow flags, but definitely the red flags and see, okay, am I going to, are these red flags worth my time? You know, or are my red flags worth their time? And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is, and it goes back to, you know, communication and adults. And I joke around and I say like, you're intense and stuff like that. But one thing I do respect about you is you cut it straight to the chase. Like, Hey motherfucker, this is what I want. I want this, 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 that way, that way, that way. Are you about it or not? And like, not nah, by, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. We'll still be friends. I'm not, Meanwhile, not my like dumb ass per se, but <laughs> That, uh, I mean, that's my mentality, but I swear to God, I don't talk to people like that on my dates. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine's like, Christine's not on the first date telling you, you know, okay, I want you to put it here, here, and here tonight. Are you going to do this or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. I have a, I have a, I have a 30, I have a, I have a 48 hour return policy on this outfit. So we're going to like, let's not waste time. Nah. Oh my God. Nah, I'm just joking. But um, I think that's my thing is, uh, you know, you have to you have to be aware because one thing about me, in case our listeners don't understand and or my friends that know this is I definitely like to bullshit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I like to bullshit. And then before I know it's been fucking six months and I'm still fucking all over the place. And then it gets and then if you're dating multiple people, man, that just that just extends your timeline, too, because you have to vet and filter like each one well to add on to time i'll add on to time with you is that <clears throat> you don't need there actually doesn't really need to be a time frame and it doesn't need to move that fast because like in high school let's think for example right in high school like uh i will say with girls i don't know if guys think like this in high school per se um but i feel like once you start dating 
everyone links up and has like a boyfriend or girlfriend automatically right like it's just like just like that like that's like the phase i think it's when it's like college is when we're starting to like be like oh i don't need to tie myself down i can date whoever i want and multiple people but like in high school when you start you kind of think like you're supposed to have a boyfriend you're supposed to have a girlfriend and that's just what it is and it has to and you know eventually whatever but i think that mentality kind of like sticks with some people of like if I'm dating, if I'm going on a couple dates, like, okay, we've been talking for a month now, like we should kind of be a thing. But it doesn't actually have to happen that fast. You can kind of take more time if you want. Yep. All right, what was your third one? Uh, my third one is <laughs> my third one is you don't need to feel anxiety in a relationship all the time. That's not normal. When we're younger you kind of just think it's normal to feel anxious about someone not liking you or someone rejecting you or like as a female, you're afraid to do something or say something or not say or do something because of what they're going to do. Or if they don't text you, you start to get anxious about it. And let's say they do it all the time, right? Because they're probably a player. Let, let's say you're dating a player. When you date a player or even a fuck girl, like they kind of give you anxiety because you know they're not the right person, except you haven't accepted it yet. Feeling anxiety in a relationship is not fucking normal or dating in dating. It doesn't have to be a relationship. Feeling anxiety in dating is not normal. So, yeah, I mean, again, it comes with the mind. You do have to kind of take care of your own stuff and know where it's coming from. But also if people are giving that to you, like are they or cre they're creating the environments for you to have that? then you probably should just move on because that's actually not normal. And I feel like the anxiety, it gets worse now with like social media and stuff like that. And you start to think like, oh, did they look at my story or mm, did they yeah. respond? Or is it is it weird that their story posted, you know, five minutes ago? Should I wait an hour? Oh, yeah. The big one that I hate, that I personally hate, and I don't do this, and maybe this is where I'm old school in this, but I, I have a lot of my friends that do this, is they the stupid waiting game with text messaging. I think it's yeah. so stupid. Yeah, I think that's stupid too. Like, I, I don't believe in that. But I do hate the anxiety of, like, I just text this person, and, oh, they just posted a story, or, oh, they just looked at my story. And you're just like, okay, so you know I'm not dead, but you didn't answer me, or you didn't call me back, or whatever. Yeah. Or the or when you're having a regular text conversation and then now nowhere they stop. Yeah, they just drop their phone and run. Yeah, and it's just like what the fuck. Like thankfully I'm 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 guilty of that myself, but it's also because I'm I'm very busy. So thankfully most of the time if I'm texting someone, people are aware like I'm all over the place. On top of that, like I got games on my phone. Sometimes my kid for some when we drive especially he's like, I'm bored, can I use your phone? So it's not uncommon for me. So I think people are, are starting to be aware, like, okay, he'll text me back, like, instantly for five, six minutes and then won't respond for an hour. Well, I think there's – we're getting off topic here, but – because I, I, I don't feel anxiety with texting. Um, I don't feel – at least as now. Maybe when I was younger and I can't really think about that. But I think there's, like, an appropriate window of a response – before you start to feel like what the fuck this person just stops talking to me um so like obviously if someone's responding within a few minutes they're on their phone you know that but you also know as an adult people have lives i don't have a kid doesn't mean i'm not doing other things too that i'm not attached to my phone so i don't know anywhere between i would even say a couple hours right like 
depending on the day, if it's a work week, they're probably at work. You know, if it's a weekend, you know, you just kind of figure things out. But I don't know. I think a few minutes to a few hours is always appropriate to get back to someone via texting. Because if it was really that important, you would just call. Exactly. Exactly. And that kind of ties into like my last bullet point, which really is pretty much the similar with you. I just did a more broad term is difficulty. That's the one thing uh, that's probably like, that's probably the biggest thing I wish I knew when I was younger is, is just the, the difficulty of just dating. It's not, it's not a cookie cutter, you know, one size fits all thing where, you know, what you, you can't do the same thing every time and expect, you know, different results, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, you know, you know, or flipping it, sometimes you can't do, you know, a different thing every time, expect the same results if you had a good result one time. Yeah. And um, and I think that's that's the biggest thing that took me a while to, to comprehend is, you know, um, you know, you have multiple, you know, you have you're dealing with a variety of personalities. You're dealing with a variety of outside factors, you know, especially dating as an adult, especially dating in your 30s. You know, like I see this all the time when, you know, when I'm on the apps or something like that, they'll say, you know, I work X amount of hours, don't really have a lot of time, but would like to meet someone. I feel like there's a lot of us in that in that Mm -hmm. boat, you know. Well, how about even add the element of a kid that makes it even harder, like dating with a child? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's tough because it's difficult where, you know, on one end, like, you know, if you are trying to talk to someone with a kid, you know, you it's tough it's tough tough because you know at first you figure all right we got to have at least a couple days to just you know myself and that person first to kind of gauge and then it's like then you have to think okay well when do i introduce the kids i was like do i introduce the kids do i wait do i wait a month do i wait six months do i wait a year you know and then on top of that you have potential you know baby mama or baby daddy drama or ex-husband or ex-wife drama you know um if there's multiple kids involved you know, how old are they? Like there's, there's a lot of uh, factors, even something as small as like distance, you know, uh, you know, one person may live on one side of town, you may live on the other. So it's like, it's, 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 it's difficult to, you know, to, to make it work. And it, it is a lot of, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, a trial and error, mm-hmm. trial and error to try and match it up and link up our schedules. And the big thing is people have to learn not to take it so personal. Cause I think a, a lot of people do. And you have to be like, look, it's I would love to hang out with you and spend, you know, five hours and go out for drinks. It's just like, you know, it's a school night, (laughs) you know, or it's like my kids got school tomorrow or, you know, I have a big project at work tomorrow. Like I don't have I don't have that time. And, you know, especially at our age, it's not one of those like we're not working at the mall where we can just call out the next day. Like a lot of us have like like decent to higher paying jobs where we have to make a living off our jobs you know well it's not even that it's like a lot of us actually value our sleep (laughs) like like that too we don't want to be partying we don't want to on a random tuesday after a long day of work we don't want to drive across town to have a late dinner and drinks and get home at 10 30 11 to wake up at six and start the day again like i would rather save that for my friday so i could sleep in on saturday I would like to see you, but if I if it means I'm coming home late, I probably don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she, she's a couple years older than me. She might be a little more extreme than I am. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll like I have to put on my eye cream. I will do a wild night every once in a while. 
No, like, I, I'll, I don't know. I think it just depends. It, I think it affected me more yeah. when I was uh, prepping or not even prepping when fitness was like in my daily routine and I could not sacrifice that because I would get out of work after work. You go to the gym after the gym, you eat by the time I'm literally done and to, like even to get freshed up to like go out again, it would be like eight, almost nine. So and we're talking the middle of the week, you know, so to me, it wasn't worth it. Well, even going back to your prepping, even as a friend, like it was difficult. Like you can, you know, it's like your meals are timed. Your meals are specific. So it's one of those like you can't just like, pick up and go to a restaurant. And it's like you have to track everything. So it's like can't even have a glass of wine without it fucking up your macros. Yeah. Or you have to like modify them during the day so you can have your your night. But then, you know, but then you're moody because you had to modify your food because you're going to make up for your macros at night. Well, and I'm also really on top tired. Of that, you, <laughs> yeah, your, your body's tired. You're, most of the time, especially as you get closer to your competitions, like you're doing two-a-days and stuff like that. Yeah. And then naturally, you're just moody. Not just you in general, just <laughs> like in general. Like yeah. You're, you're moody. So, I mean, that, that again, is, is difficult as well, especially if, if, you're, if your prospective partner is not in that, like, field. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's the same thing. Like, even if you are like, you know, it doesn't even have to do prepping. Like, like one of my family members, they, they do taxes. So during tax season, it's like, yo, I don't have any time. Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. Another one of my friends, he works for, um, he works for UPS. Like we know that from like mid October through like mid January, we will not see him Mm -hmm. because that's peak season. So, and we're just, we're just friends. I can't even imagine what that would be like you know, on like a dating life, you know, cause yeah. it's like, you know, and then that's where, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is I don't think people understand that when they start dating, like it, it does, it's a lot of work to date as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, which I w- ties into why it's expensive, <laughs> time consuming and difficult. I, I was actually thinking about this. Um, I don't know, like a week or two ago that like dating is a responsibility, right? <laughs> Like, okay, unless unless you're just just fun dating, like you're going on a couple dates here and there with a couple people like you're not trying to get serious. Right. It really is just like you're going out enjoying people's company. There's no serious attachment whatsoever or serious interest. When you start to date someone with a serious interest or that you you genuinely like them, whether you are seeking the serious interest or not, it's a responsibility. Like maybe you're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but if they are actually a, a legit prospect for you, that comes with a responsibility now. Like you are back. You're, you're not single. Like you're single, but like you're kind of not because you can't just come and go as you please and like do whatever you want and think that the serious interest of yours is going to be totally cool with that. Like, you know, there, there's that there's that fine line. Right. But it's a responsibility. Nope, nope. So, so yeah, those are, those are at least three things that I wish I knew before I really started dating. But now that I do know, I think it is helping me slowly, but surely become more, I guess, efficient with everything efficient with this responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're, you're just being more efficient with your time, money. And what was the other one? Difficulty. Difficulty. It's all surface. All surface. You're more efficient with your surface level shit of dating. Well, yeah, because I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, take a pretty girl off for tacos and tequila and ask her, you know, you know, 
why the sun, why she feels the sun sets on okay. her every day at 3 p.m. <laughs> okay, but here's the here's the thing. Here, here. Okay, here's the thing. I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> okay, yes, you have the lighthearted part of dating, which clearly I could always use more of. A hundred percent, I won't disagree with that. What? But then you'll be like. You will tell me, oh, this woman is like a legit prospect. Like, she's just not a fuck around. She's a wifey material, right? She's wifey material. That, whatever. And then you'll be like, it'll be like date number three. And you're like, well, should I ask her about her relationships? Well, fuck, yeah, ask her about her. Like, you don't, like, you don't know when to ask about the serious question because you're like, wait, is that, should I do that now? Well, if she's wifey and you're interested in wifey, then yes. You're just kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I, I am real bad at that i can't i can't i i never i never read the room and stuff like that and um it literally has nothing to do with reading know. the room Ramon. it's about what it is your what your what you want what you're going after that's it i'm a fucking i'm a fucking mess oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why we love him couldn't change anything even if you wanted to yeah well, anyway, we hope you like this episode um, of our yin and yang, our clear, obvious dynamic of yin and yang right here. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Show us some love and subscribe, rate and review. We can be found on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud and Stitcher.